0: Hot round, Red 7! Red 7! Red 7! Don. What? Red
1: 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run downfield and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Oh, yes. That's
0: what we call a sack lunch.
1: I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Oh, are you
0: gonna get me the oh, ball? I'm gonna get you the ball! Hope gonna kill somebody.
1: Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the oh, oh, difference between winning and losing. Yeah. Between living and dying. Yeah. I got a whole lot of money. Y'all need for me. Yeah. Bottle key, popping that yeah. water, man. Yeah.
0: Y'all yeah. no yeah. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Merry Christmas. It's 11 personnel. A happy holiday edition from your good buddy, Nick Roush and Adam Luckett. Uh, Tis the season to be jolly, and I am so jolly and merry and bright that that dork, Eli Drinkowitz, is once again a loser.
1: What a strange season they had. You go back to SEC media days. Drinkowitz was kind of the talk of Hoover there for a bit. A bunch of Bazelak buzz. Tyler Beatty ends up turning into a first-team all-SEC running back. But the defense just falls off a cliff. Connor lag plays, I think, through injuries all season. They have this really bad season, but then they win two close games at home against South Carolina and Florida to get bowl eligible. And then they lose a bowl game like they lost last night in dramatic <laughs> I mean, fashion. It was a dramatic was a sh- loss. I really they- straight. And on top of having a historic recruiting class for them. So, really strange – season for the tigers hmm. strange is one word drink?
0: to describe Drinkwitz. um mm-hmm. now he did ruin a perfectly good cover with that late score um i was I, I got on army early it got all the way up to like six and a half once they found out that Beatty wasn't going to play uh, but still army got the late win on field goal happy for freddie and all the uh supporters of our military academy Today, because, um, man, it just it feels so good to tell Missouri to suck it. One of a few good early bowl games we've had. Uh, I don't know about you, Luckett, but I'm not doing well in my bowl picks. Uh, down to, I think, one and three now. So the, the bowl picks have not been hot so far. Um, but you know what? There's plenty of time to turn things it's around. Ugly. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to turn things around.
1: Yeah, it's going to get... Really, it starts ramping up in next week. You got the end of this week. Gasparilla Bowl tonight, sold out between UCF and Florida, so that could be pretty fun.
0: Do you have a Do you have a feeling on that game? I was talking with somebody, and they're like, "I like Florida yeah. so much that I think I'm going to bet
1: UCF." See, I'm a, I kind of like the other side. I kind of like UCF, just, but there there is that sneaky kind of where they might be a little bit more motivated than you think because it's the in-state team and they don't want to lose to the in-state team. It's it's I such think, a weird dynamic. But you look at Florida's roster; they just had once again a lot of opt outs, a skeleton coaching staff. You know, a lot's riding on Emory Jones being good in this game, and where UCF. That this is a, like this is it hasn't been a great year for Malzahn, but if you win this one, there's going to be a lot of buzz for the team. This is a perfect example of a, um, some artificial momentum. Mm-hmm. can be created for your program for ucf tonight at the it's recording thursday morning um, the games tonight but yeah that that's that's a definitely a, a spot where they could create some real real buzz going into the next year and then next week is when it really starts that that next week the 27th through the first is when the bowl games really start to get cooking
0: yeah yeah and we have a little um A little bit of a lull around the Christmas time. We also got more NFL this weekend, which kind of throws a a wrench into things. But like you said, next week's really ramping up. Um, Games during the day, Monday, and then pretty much starting Tuesday at noon, you're going to have football.
1: Yeah, Tuesday's awesome. It goes from, I think, noon until about one in the morning. I think there's four or five games.
0: Going to be great. Uh, I'll be down in Orlando by then. It should be a – Pretty hectic week. They've got a lot of things, uh, a lot of different media opportunities that I'll be attending. But for folks who are actually going to Orlando for the Citrus Bowl, um, I, what the the big important event is after Kentucky plays at noon in basketball on New Year's Eve. There's a pep rally afterwards um, at four forty five and. It's going to be at the kind of International Drive. There's there's a place like Town Point or something like that. It's on the south side of International Drive. Um, it's a pretty it's a, it's a it's a nice area, nice area. Um, so that will be on the game day. Um, and then I think on Wednesday they're having the Citrus Bowl parade. That's right, ten forty five. I don't know if y'all are parade people, but ah. I'm going to try to pop in there in between practice and coordinators. Just a, a lot happening down there. Um, hopefully we can uh, get a watch party of some sort organized for that basketball game. I don't. I have not been in communication with the big bosses. They just got back on the road from Vegas, and there's a lot going on. But I do know on our end, Luckett, you'll be getting down there a few days beforehand, but we might have something special cooked up for after the game.
1: Yeah, we got a uh, the wheels are in motion for a few eleven personnel plans in more ways than one. I mean, they're
0: they're quite literally wheels are move. Gonna... Yeah,
1: yeah. So we uh, <laughs> we're still trying to work out the kinks or whatever, but yeah, we could have we, we could having... have a couple of surprises up our sleeves yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: you know, maybe in the RV a lot. Just something to just something to keep in mind uh, as we get closer to the bowl game, we can talk a little bit about that today, but I think the biggest news that we got to talk about that we couldn't really touch on during signing day is, uh, Brad white, his return and his kind of comments around it. And I mean, I got to tell you like it, Brad's always struck me as a different kind of guy and it's hard to I don't know maybe I'm just a little jaded and I'm not used to seeing people like but like that's he is who he is and he he's just a genuine guy who had a chance to go make a ton of money down at LSU he went down there to see the fit and you were like okay what coach just goes down there to see if things fit or not but like in White's case he actually believed it and the fit was in Lexington and the way he described it he said you can't put a monetary amount on that and uh, look well, it I don't think we can overstate how important it is that Kentucky was able to keep white in town
1: yeah it's essential uh, but there is there still is a money element to that to keeping these guys That's why the Stoops contract extension is getting up to 6.35 million it caps out at 7.6 I believe in 2027 but the biggest thing in that was the salary pool they raised it up to six and a half million so you're gonna be able to pay a guy like Brad White, like I would expect he's – like him and Liam Cohen are both going to go over a million as coordinators, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. And so this on the heel is really – I mean, you're eight months – You in eight months you could have lost Summerall, Clink and Brad White. Richard, just three of your, your top four assistants. Just gutted your defensive staff. And so it was really, really essential – to keep White, the head of the snake, over there in the defensive room. Kentucky's had four top – this defense this year, Nick's going to be a top 40 defense per SP. and and if you kind of just added up all the metrics together, that's probably where you would end up. They've had four of them in the Snoops era. White's been on staff for all of them. Mm-hmm. He's been the coordinator for the last three. Um, they're just consistently, last three years, they've kind of been who they are. Um, they haven't had the real star power of that 2018 group. If he ever gets that, they're probably going to be a top 15 defense on one unit. But you know exactly what you're going to get with him. And you, you're you matching it up with a top 25 offense this year. You kind of see what the results can be. And so I, I think it was just really, really important to keep him. And he's kind of like he's kind of finding some recruiting rhythm.
0: Yeah, Definitely which so is not, it's not something you'd expect when you get a guy who says he's going to recruit the Northeast, but he's, he's got some, uh, he signed some talented guys in this class and uh, kind of going back to what I said about him being a little bit different. He gave us some different, it wasn't just the typical canned answers we get following signing day. Like, you know, they got a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism, you know, he, he went into detail talking about those edges and yeah. And I appreciated how candid he was. And he's like, you know, I'm really picky about my guys, maybe to a fault, but these guys check those boxes. Keaton Wade might be – his ability to pick up things and pass coverage is really ahead of his time. Like, you know, he he really uh, knows what he's doing. And then uh, Fearbury is kind of the opposite way, where Fearbury's a little bit more technical when it comes to edge rushing and whatnot, but still has to work on that pass – coverage yeah. aspect as well and it's having white there to teach them is important it's for their development I mean if, if you were to him awesome right before signing day you're probably still going to be able to hold on but it's not the same it's not the same as having him there to to help these guys grow he's been a key part of that uh and having good edge talent that can having a sort of pipeline of edge talent to the NFL that's that's that works wonders for your program
1: Yeah, just White in general, like, you know what you're going to get. Like, you can bank on Kentucky being a top six or so defense in the SEC next year. Every year, I think, with him. And then as his talent increases, I think you're going to see the the defense increase. It's going to get better than what we've seen here in the past. Um, As far as the edge guys, I mean, yeah, those are two good-looking prospects, two top 250 prospects going to go into that room. You look at Thierry, he kind of fits the Jack mold, weeks out of the formation, hand in the dirt um, kind of frequently and just rushing the passer, causing disruption. Um, Where Keaton Wade kind of fits that Sam linebacker mold where playing a little bit more off ball, playing a lot more to the field. It's a lot more about setting the edge in the run game. You're not really used as a pass rusher some, but not too often. Now with the defense, what we're seeing is they're kind of going to that that Sam kind of nickel role using kind of a hybrid defender. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they manage those two. But like he mentioned with Trevin Wallace, there's going to be probably a chance where Mm -hmm. it's third and 12 C ball, get ball, hit ball, right. Go chase and run kind of like they did with Katie McDaniel this year. You see some twists and stuff like that. But the two good-looking prospects, and it's just kind of overall the whole twenty twenty-two signing class is just a lot to get excited about. With that um, defensively, they've got some pieces they need to plug still. Yes, but yes, with they do. white with white there, um, you like you like what you have. I, I think coming out of Stoops's press conference, the Keontae Goodwin stuff obviously stole the show. But one Took of the a lot of oxygen. One of the big talking points I thought was, like, how he talked about they needed really a guy, an experienced, an older hand kind of at that linebacker's coach, which is probably what he was talking about would probably be the co-defense coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounded like they're going to go and pay some money to get this next guy.
0: Yeah, and they it's have the money. Like, like in, when, you the increase pool, the, right. when you increase the salary pool, not only are you giving your coordinator's raises to be competitive in the league and to be able to keep White – but you also can go spend $750,000 to get a co-defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, so
1: And so that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out once the bowl game's over.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that'll happen then. And then, um, hell, I saw Summerall just hired Army's DC today, too. He's making some moves now that some bowl games are wrapping up. But um, I, I also saw uh, th- the way that White talked about, too, like what's left because – Kentucky has signed the highest-ranked recruiting class in school history, but they're not done. February is still happening. The transfer portal is still happening. Uh, The way White talked, it made it sound like that they're really going all in on the Fort Lauderdale edge, R. Mason Thomas. Uh, He's currently an Iowa State commit. Brent Venables offered him once he got to Oklahoma, and he plans on taking an official. Yeah, there's some
1: Oklahoma buzz right now.
0: So oh, that that, that that's going to be a, a tough one to fight off. I know they're still recruiting Davison and Boonison. Uh do we think do, do we think there's going to be any other high school guys outside of those two they could take? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it now that you got Keontae, you don't really need to take kind of a transfer offensive tackle or offensive lineman like they were looking at with Brendan Bordner. But I wouldn't be against just adding another offensive lineman to that room whether it's kind of a guard tackle swing guy, that just wouldn't hurt. You know, there's still potential you could lose Rosenthal. If you lost Rosenthal, I think you might want to look at the portal, get a potential tackle. But I don't think it would hurt to just go ahead and add another lineman in there. So maybe if that that Jackson Brown kid could be, Mm -hmm. if you like his tape and the visit works well when he comes, you might just want to go ahead and lock him in, get a flip from Cal. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think right now, Nick, we're looking at 76 to 77 scholarships they've got right now. Um, That's not counting Jaques Jones and DeAndre Square, who there's major buzz about them returning as super seniors. Um, And there's – Cleavon Thomas is kind of a wild card. So they really have – right now they probably have nine scholarships available. Super seniors might take three to four of those. You get down to five. But then you're going to have some more, I think, attrition. So that gets you like six or seven. So there's really – they're going to have some wiggle room here. But I mm-hmm. think it's important as this class winds up, you really need another body at outside linebacker. And I think you probably need to address cornerback and safety. Yes. And then receiver is kind of like the the pickle area. They really right. needed, like to me, Nick. They need another veteran in that room.
0: They don't have any. They could potentially I mean, play, right? Like I mean, Robinson he, is a veteran, but he's not a veteran at Kentucky. You know, yeah,
1: you're going to have Demarcus Harris is really your all is going to be your only veteran next year. If that's assuming Cleveland Thomas is not coming back, so maybe that's the decision they have to decide. Do we want? Because you really need an older guy in that room. Do we, do do we want Cleavon? Do we think he can contribute, or do we just want to go out and get somebody? Now, Watkins just Jordan Watkins just committed to Ole Miss, so he's off the board. Mm-hmm.
0: Good a uh, good landing spot for him, uh, yeah. even though they don't the kind of quarterback situation is uncertain there. Still, mm-hmm. you, you'd like to think that there's going to be plenty of guys you know yeah. that can. Uh,
1: so that's that's kind of the, the area you look at, like a guy like Jake Bobo at Duke. He he transferred, but he's now committed to UCLA. Like that guy was kind of been perfect. You could have played him. He's a big X receiver. He's a senior. You had had him for one year. He's um, probably going to come in and you know, no nonsense. You like someone of that ilk, I think, or just a potential game breaker type guy. But yeah, I think like to me, they could really use a receiver now. I just don't. But they're they got a lot of scholarships in that room. So, but they're they're just really really young.
0: You know, I think we have a, a connection to Jake Bobo too. In his uh, uh, in his Twitter, what did it say here? He said, "Oh man, I don't I don't know where it went away." But uh, it said first, te- "Oh no, no, never mind." He it was just something he retweeted. But he's teammates with Wallace Ball's brother. I mean, that that's not really yeah. But he's already
1: committed it. to UCLA, so
0: he did. Oh yeah,
1: that's hell? I was just using him as an example, a one year guy experienced it's probably it's not a game breaker but you kind of know what you're going to get with him just for just in case like these young guys don't hit you know what i'm saying but right, yeah i mean right. I, that's that's an interesting spot and then i mean they could really use another corner like a transfer corner
0: yeah and even a
1: safety like you could use a transfer safety or maybe you just bring Asian back as a super senior
0: yeah, or maybe Dork comes back. Who knows? That? Or Dort That's what makes corner. this thing so tricky for, like, normally yeah. it's pretty cut and dry, but the mm-hmm. COVID year complicates everything. The transfer portal complicates everything. Yeah, you, you, you can't – it isn't as easy on us. It isn't as easy on the coaches. The coaches get paid a lot more money to figure this out, though. So, yeah. we get to kind of sit back. And, and they don't have to do it right away either. That's what's kind well, of nice
1: about the right. Portal. I mean, case, at Edge, take if take Jordan Wright just returned, you'd be fine. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That would solve solve a lot of issues, and you could spend your scholarship capital elsewhere. Like, they're going to have three specialists on scholarship next year. Chance Poor, Wilson Barry, Jackson Smith. Is Jackson Smith coming in for the spring? I don't know. Did we get an early enrollee list on? I did. I don't know where it's – or here it is right here. Okay, yeah. He is not. He's not one of those spring enrollees. Like that have- one would have been like they could have just had a competition there. <laughs> L- Loser leaves down that. But I-, I joke, but like you don't do you really need two scholarship kickers on the roster? No, no, you don't. <laughs> so I mean I you know, not to not to bag on chance four or anything, but but I mean he's been here what, three, or four years? Yeah, like- he'll be a let me see here. He'll be a redshirt senior next year. Yeah, great time to grad transfer. Yeah, so that now they want him for the bowl game. That could be a that could be a prime portal guy after the bowl game, potentially. Right. right. So there's going to be the portal bump after these bowl games too of guys going in and whatnot. I mean, we already saw down at Louisville they got it the pre bowl game. Greedy Vance, their starting cornerback entered.
0: That was a pretty big, uh, pretty big loss for them. Um, A lot of folks were excited about Greedy Vance. Uh, but uh, things will remain fluid when it comes to roster building. That's kind of just the latest. Um, it's hard to really keep your number. These things have calmed down a little bit for Christmas. Uh, they haven't calmed down in the Gator Bowl. We've got Rutgers going there. Greg Shiano going to get a little bit of action down in Jacksonville. Uh, um, gosh, that's hilarious. Percy's that going to Jacksonville. What if what if Gavin Wimsick gets like some significant play? against this Wake Forest team. That would be hilarious. It's um,
1: so another um, – I think that game's New Year's Eve at like 11 a.m. Uh, and I think you're correct. Let so me get maybe a little split-screen action there during yeah. Kentucky High Point.
0: Yeah, 11 a.m. kickoff uh, happening at the same time as the Sun Bowl, which I never – I always forget to watch that because it's on CBS.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it also looks so much more comical when it's the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, you know, and just – Oh, you just gotta laugh at it. Um, uh, I I will uh say too. You mentioned contracts earlier. Uh, man, Stoops, I thought he was making but he was making more money. Why did I just assume that he was making six million already?
1: I mean, I guess with the bonuses and stuff,
0: yeah, it that adds that's, up. But yeah, probably right. Yeah, uh, but he was
1: right at five, I think, and then you get. The random bonuses,
0: so it was gonna end up between five and six. Um, uh, man, I'm a little scatterbrained all over the place. You can tell that it's a couple of days before the holiday season. Hopefully, you're traveling safely out there, and hopefully, you're you're making a little extra coin playing with our friends at Prize Picks. And if you haven't tried Prize Picks before, unfortunately, I I couldn't try it in the state of Ohio. They don't have daily fantasy in Ohio, but they do have daily fantasy in Kentucky. You download the Prize Picks app. You deposit up to a hundred dollars and they will give you an extra hundred bucks on your first deposit when you use the code personnel. So sign up, use the code personnel, you play, you pick some players, you go over under their totals and you parlay them together. You can either do straight up parlay and make it like five times the odds or just play it safe. And if one or two don't hit, then you're good to go. And, I can't spoil exactly what it's going to be, but there's a, there's a one that the BBN is really going to like on Christmas Day. So check out Christmas Eve Prize Picks. They're basically giving you a free pick in Prize Picks. If you go download the app, use the code PERSONNEL at checkout, or not at checkout, when you deposit, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks over at Prize Picks. Did you know that Kentucky has scored on seven of its first twelve drives this year?
1: Yeah, in every game except Georgia, they scored on either the first or the second possession.
0: Yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Cohen's
1: opening scripts were one of the better developments of the season, I believe. Yeah,
0: no, it it certainly was. It's also one of the first seasons where you've had, um, you know, a thousand. Yard receiver, a thousand yard rusher, and a thousand yard passer. Maybe I guess it was two thousand yard passer. Only other time that's happened in school history was uh with Woodson Little and uh, Stevie Johnson back in 07. So Kentucky's doing a lot of things that haven't been done in a long time. Thirty-two wins over the last four seasons is six in the SEC and I believe eighteenth or sixteenth, excuse me, sixteenth in all of college football right now power five football so i have learned some of that checking out the media guide. i don't know if you folks are into it um, i had a stack of them back in the day when i was a kid because i used to love stuff like that now they're all digital uh it's online at ukathletics.com uh, and i've got it linked on kentucky sports radio.com uh, the reason why i bring that up is a depth chart is also in there and you will not find josh ollie in that depth chart uh, because him and isaiah epps we're unfortunately involved in an accident this holiday season. If you're traveling out there, please be careful. It's crazy. It's crazy getting around town uh, earlier this week. Um, I was doing a little bit of that. Unfortunately, Epps and Ali, guys that came to Kentucky together in 2017, they're close buds. Uh, Ali and Epps both got injured. They, they are okay, but uh, they, they will not be able to play in the bowl game. And, Lucky, like I have a feeling this its definitely the end of the road for Ali at Kentucky, but it's probably the same case for, for Epps as well.
1: Yeah, just real quick for getting them, the offensive numbers, like you said, I think quietly, like, this has been a really, really good offense. Some top 20 numbers, yards per play, they're 16th. Yards per rush, they're fourth nationally. Third down conversion rate, they're fifth nationally. Red zone touchdown rate, sixth nationally. Tackles for loss per game allowed, they're 14th nationally. Success rate, they're sixth nationally. Points per drive, 18th nationally. Like you just look down on the on down the list, it's just been really good. Uh, You know, outside of turnovers, they really don't have a weakness. I mean, they they. I mean, it's just been a really solid, well rounded offense.
0: Famous last words, (laughs) right?
1: It's just been. I mean, it's been really good. Uh, now to the receivers, yeah. I mean, it's an unfortunate ending for Ali. He's been really good this year. Mm-hmm. He's had a really good se- senior season. Epps on the field just it could never really click for him. Obviously, had that leg injury um, that that he seemingly took a long time to recover from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of I guess the you know you look up it's the end of the road for those for those two. Ali, I think pretty good story, kind of stuck with it, mm-hmm. Could have transferred, stayed, um, had to look like he was going to have a promising year in 2019, quarterback gets hurt. 2020 was just – we know what that was offensively. It was a nightmare more ways than one. And then he comes back this year and really really kind of carves out a role, um, recovers from an in-season injury, and really closes strong. Just you would have liked to have seen him – be able to cap it off in one final game.
0: Right, right. It, it, it's a bummer, um, but we, we hope he gets well soon. Hopefully it's nothing too serious to keep him from uh, doing any sort of draft stuff, but the timing is just not on his side. Um, so a real shame, a real shame for those guys. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll still be able to travel with the team and hang out in Orlando or not. I don't, I don't know the details, but uh, I can't – that depth chart was pretty funny though. Like, there's like three guys on there that are in the transfer portal, <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, not exactly the Bible. Uh, not this is not an infallible document, um, but for for all infs, you, you hope they get well soon. You're glad that it's not anything worse um, because it just it, don't don't need more bad news around the holiday season.
1: Yeah, I mean, just looking at the bowl game. Demarcus Harris is going to get some run, which is not different than the last few games of the season. He was playing over Epps pretty much. He's uh, playing pretty decent too, game. pretty solid. Yeah, he's had some moments. I'm uh, not taking care of him, excuse me. Chauncey Magwood is mm-hmm. going to be in there a little bit. Isaiah Cummings is going to play a lot, and he's going to play a lot at receiver in that ball game.
0: Yeah, he, so, he alluded to it, having to right. take on some new different route concepts and – they're just going to be asking them to do a little bit more. Um, and yeah, when you do the numbers, they, they <clears throat> average about five and a half receptions a game. So that you just have to find five and a half receptions elsewhere. And um, I wouldn't
1: be surprised if maybe Christian Lewis sneaks on the field for a snap or two.
0: Yeah. No, I wouldn't he's either.
1: A, he's got a game to burn. They've said he's put on some weight. We've already heard Will Levis talk about him. 20
0: pounds. That's a lot of weight. But it's really not when you saw how skinny he was. Yeah.
1: Pretty sure he's eating two suppers a night. <laughs> a lot of peanut butter and
0: jelly sandwiches. Why peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with whole milk for bad? Mm-hmm. Full proof, full proof. Go. Um, but yeah, the, he's one of the few guys too that during ball prep they've been really excited to share some. Like you know, this guy he's he's been doing some some stuff out there, so he's one to keep an eye on. He's really the only young receiver that didn't get that much run.
1: Other, yeah, the kill, but that was injury.
0: That was injury right. caused. So, um, so excited to see Lewis. He, I think the only snaps I recall, it was just the end zone fades with uh, Bo Allen. Um, but aside from that, he hasn't got a whole lot of play. Mm-hmm. He needed to gain the weight to, to physically develop and mature. So, you know, maybe we get a, a little splash from him uh, this bowl season.
1: Uh, yeah. And it sounds like there's no opt outs over there. But you do always have to be careful with these bowl games. Like Eli drinkowitz didn't say anything, and they came out the day before, and 14 players weren't playing <laughs> uh, or something ridiculous. So you do have to keep an eye on that. Like
0: They were playing a Wond- will- Robinson a hasn't
1: really said he has a draft decision. He hasn't even made a decision. So I think the assumption is, yeah, he's probably playing. I mean, the big one's Pat, Josh Paschal. How healthy is he? That's probably like – he's probably going to go down there and try to give it a go during practice that week. And if it's probably going to be kind of a game week decision, I would imagine for him. So those mm-hmm. are the, those are the guys I would say to monitor. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to play in a, a defensive caliber. Of Iowa. It's not great not to have your, your true number two receiver. Um, Cause after him, you don't you you're kind of guessing. I think your could get some r- reps kind of in the slot here down there. Um, but Iowa's banged up, too. They're going to be without one of their starting cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. And then their third cornerback's hurt, too. So, they, it's, they've got some issues as well on defense. So, yeah, interesting interesting uh, storyline of the game, I think.
0: Their top rusher opted out as well. Um, you could have some more of that down the stretch. Uh, at least we, I, I think we'll get a decent idea early on because they do open up practices a little bit more for the bowl games uh so you know i'll be able to see if josh is practicing or not uh but nevertheless uh, it's an exciting exciting time uh as jacques jones said i'm just ready to get down to the warm and you know me like and i'm not a big like I, I enjoy cold weather like it's winter it's christmas time let's bundle up you know but uh it will be nice to have a, a, a few days in the sun to really enjoy the citrus bowl but uh yeah, we got some things cooked up for after Christmas. Just hoping everybody can have a, a safe, a safe and, and
1: joyful Christmas after uh you know, it's been kind of crazy the last yeah. last few years. Manage this little COVID thing we're in right now, A M out of the yeah. Gator Bowl, like we mentioned earlier. So we coming back from Christmas is gonna be, I think, a big yeah hurdle to get through. Right. But overall, I think going down there. It's a, it's a huge... Like, it's a treat for everyone. Like, you get to go down to Orlando. The early weather... I don't know if you looked at the weather yet, Nick. I have not. Looking pretty nice. Who, Man. Low 80s, sunny. Sometimes partly cloudy. Real nice.
0: Oh, man. Sit out by the pool. Break out the shorts.
1: Uh, During the day. Man. Can't wait. Yeah. It's gonna be um, very interested in this game. Just kind of see. I think Kentucky's better. I mean, we can get into kind of how it all shakes out next week. But I think Kentucky's better. But Iowa, they just don't make mistakes. I mean, they're and if you turn it over, they they just they'll kill you.
0: Sound football team.
1: Yeah. So very interesting game. I yeah. I hope know, those
0: are that, that 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 turnover line you had doesn't come back to bite you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the real thing in this. Like for me. If Levis plays, if he's just solid, I find it hard to see Kentucky losing. Like, when Iowa has lose, like, against Iowa State, like, I think Iowa State is a better football team than Iowa, but Brock Purdy turned into a pumpkin in the game. And they had a bunch of turnovers, and then they were down 17 in the blink of an eye. Like, you just got to be solid. And you had I think Kentucky, they have to stay committed to the run, even if it's going to be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Three, because Iowa doesn't get a lot of tackles for loss, but you're gonna they're gonna get a lot of two yard gain, three yard gain, four yard mm-hmm. gain. Their their guys up front do a good job of getting off blocks, um, and then they don't miss. Their linebackers don't miss tackles. They they get you on the ground, and so you yeah. got you're just gonna have to kind of stay committed. Um, but I think Levis can have some success with his with his legs too, which could help Kentucky a lot and open things up. But they're not they play too deep coverage a bunch. Gonna not take gonna get away those deep them. shots. Yeah. Right. But but that's not something Kentucky's great at, we've seen throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, you know, David Bell just torched Iowa three years in a row. Uh, Wanda Robinson's kind of a guy you could potentially comp to him.
0: Mm-hmm. I hope and I hope they're watching that Purdue film a lot over at uh over at the Joe Craft football training facility.
1: So the the thing is what they there's gonna be times where they're gonna be able to get Wandell bracketed or whatever. How do you how do you hurt them? Essentially, maybe the tight ends, you know, Cummings, how you use him. It's going to be all interesting to see how Cohen kind of designs that. And defensively, man, I was pretty bad on defense – or offense, excuse me. When they've had success this year, they've been able to create some explosive plays, usually through the passing game. Some. Yeah, but it's – you know, that's what Kentucky takes away. Plus, Kentucky's ability to stop the run – Spencer Petrus is a kind of a statue in the pocket, I and mean, he's banged up. We're not sure who's really going to start there for them. I'm assuming he is, but Kentucky's pass rush just kind of came on. So, like, there's
0: yeah, it's been good the last month of the season. There's a
1: chance for the the team to have a really good game. I think on defense. So mm. I think it's it, you know you get excited about that.
0: Mark Stoops has never, never, never pitched
1: shutout. I don't want to say it, but I think it's a possibility. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, if you're if your offense plays turnover free football, you don't give Iowa shorts fields. Like they I've had that stat where the, the half their games they have scored, you know, or over half their games are scored two touchdowns or less on offense. I believe it's 8-7 seven, seven out of 9 Power 5 opponents or something like that. Like this team just doesn't they have a hard time scoring on offense. And if you don't give them short fields, you can you, know, you get a couple red zone stops and you got to.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: But the kicker can, they got All-American kicker. So, you get, get, you get across the 50 there in range almost.
0: Got a good kicker, got a good fullback, got a good center. That's Iowa football for you. <laughs>
1: there
0: you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to keep this one short. But uh, hope everybody has a Merry Christmas out there, enjoys their holiday season, uh, and is able to be safe. Like we said, the COVID bump's going around. scaring a lot of folks. It's no fun. So stay healthy, stay happy. Uh, Hopefully Santa gives the Cats one more win this year for Christmas. It's been a treat chatting with you all, and we'll see you next week down in Orlando. For Adam Luckin, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats! Go Kroger!